It is Friday, so you know it is time to get in the cage. It's brought to you by the Emerald Queen Casino. You get it here every Friday on 710 ESPN Seattle. It's a pleasure to bring back to the program. It's been, man, I think a couple years since we've talked to Washington's own Juliana Pena with us now. Juliana, how are you? Hey, how's it going? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. It's been way too long since we've spoken in your your home state, no less. You've you've got to you got to let the people know what's happening with you out here. They they always ask me, how come you don't talk to her? How come you don't talk to the Venezuela vixen? Oh, well, no one's calling me. That's why. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. They're so calling it's on me our now. Though I'll tell you that <laughs> it's on our end. Hey, I, I'm I'm going to ask you about what you got coming up in August here in a bit, but I just want you to put your analyst hat on and and. Uh, Go through a couple things here with me. Uh, for I, I, I've got to ask you, just as a, as a combat sports athlete, just your take on what we're seeing now with, you know, with uh, you know Ben Askren and one of the Paul brothers, and now Floyd Mayweather and one of the Paul brothers. And you got Tyron Woodley and and Kamara Usman calling these guys out, and I get wanting to flatten their heads; they're beyond obnoxious. But do you look at it as a as a participant in the, in combat sports and go, man, this is not a good look? What, what do you think of it? No, I love it. I think that any type of attention that you can draw to our sport, the better. So the more eyes that are watching, the more eyes that are interested in the sport, whether it's negative press, good press, whatever, as long as they're talking and then that my name is in your mouth or Jake Paul's name in your mouth. I mean, they're getting the job done and they're doing exactly what they're setting out to do. And that's people talking about them. So I think that that's, it's, it's great to get people um, attention on the sport of MMA and on our sport and you know they're going out there and they're getting paid and they're making their money so do your thing boo boo get your bag secure the bag and, and i'm happy for them i'm happy for anybody that's a combat athlete making money so i i, I think it's great yeah the, the money part i absolutely agree with you i'm just looking at it as a fan of the sport and and, and none of these guys are going to step into the cage they all want to do it on their terms on you know in a boxing ring where they don't have to deal with takedowns or submissions or kicks or elbows they they want some safety in there where the ref can bail them out it would if they were to step in the cage i might respect it more but the you know these exhibitions i it's it's a hard one is is it something you would pay to see like your interest i know you love it from the attention point of view but is it something you would pay to see well see and that's the thing that that it throws uh, me for a loop half of the time i'm like I don't even know if it's real. Like, I think that they're like doing this business on the side being like, I'm going to get this money fight with Floyd or whatever. And then uh, after the fight's all over, they go in the back and they're like, Hey brother, nice job. Pleasure doing business with you. Let's do it again sometime. You know what I mean? And, and, and we're the suckers that are like, Oh my God, I got to go home and I got to buy a pay-per-view for $60. You know what I mean? And so they're just being smart and we're just being dumb buying into it. Cause I really just think that at the end of the day, they're just set out to make a bunch of money and we're the fools that are, you know, jumping in line to, to watch the fight. So, um, you know, I, I personally don't pay for pay-per-views. I'll, I'll go, you know, to, to a bar or I'll have a, you know, some friends over that are there planning on buying it and I'll host a party at my house. But me personally, I'm not going to spend the money. But if somebody else wants to and they want to come over and share their pay-per-view account with me, I'm not I'm not <laughs> against that at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you there. Then I'll watch, but I can't justify paying yeah. for it because I agree with you. I think right. what I think what we saw yesterday was a complete setup with Floyd and him snatching his hat off of his head and running through the crowd and all that. And I think that was all staged nonsense, but people love yeah. it. It's, it's, it's big time wrestling. It's, it's, you know, that's what yeah. it's, that's what it's become. But Hey, let me, let me yeah. ask you, let me ask you about the card coming up this weekend. Obviously there's been a shift in the card because of injuries and everything. So you've got a new, a new headliner event featuring uh, Michelle Watterson. 
she's somebody I'm, I'm curious to get your take on her because I think she's an incredibly dynamic fighter. I think she's hit some speed bumps along the way, but she's somebody that, that seemed like the promotion really wanted to get behind. And if you're being objective, you go, okay, I don't, has she lived up to that hype to this point? Do you look at this fight as, all right, it's time. You've got to prove it now. It's, it's time for you to take that next step. If you're Michelle Watterson. You know, I think that, you know, whatever happens with Michelle and her career, she's always coming to bring the fight and she's always game and you're going to get your money's worth whenever she fights and whenever she's on, whenever she's on the card. So I, I definitely think that, you know, Michelle is very capable and she's a great person. And, and more importantly, she's a great fighter. She can kind of do it all. And she's been around for so long. She's almost a veteran of the sport, especially in her weight class. I got nothing but respect for her, and I think that she's definitely got what it takes to, to get the job done. She's she's proved herself many times over and over again, and I definitely think that she's an exciting fighter. So either way, I think fans win, and she's going to come to bring it no matter what. Well, she goes up against Marina Rodriguez, who I don't think is, is quite as familiar to a lot of people. Just how do, how do you see this fight playing out between these two? Um, you know, I, I, to be honest, this is going to sound super bad. Um, I'm not super familiar with Rodriguez. I, I, I'm not, I, I pay attention to the other divisions, but in a sense, I also, um, kind of just focus on the girls that I'm fighting. And so I'm not too familiar with Rodriguez. I don't know what her style is about. I don't know how uh, good of a fighter she is. Um, but I think that, what is she, a striker or is she a jiu-jitsu girl or? <laughs> she's uh I, I i'm not to be honest <laughs> no I, i'm not that familiar with her i've heard i've heard her name but i i won't sit here and pretend i've watched her fight a bunch so she's she's as yeah. unknown to me as she is to you <laughs> there you go okay so my money's on michelle <laughs> all right i, I think but, she's um... a striker i think that's what i've heard about her that she's she's considered a striker so and she's got a three she's got a three inch height advantage so you know maybe that that'll be something that comes into play with the reach or something but uh if, if michelle takes it to the ground I, I would assume that's where the advantage lies with, with Michelle Watterson. Yeah, but at the same time, Michelle can strike too. That's what I'm saying. So I know that, you know, at the end of the day, wherever the fight goes, Michelle's going to be ready to fight. And I know that that girl's probably going to be ready to fight too. So you're always going to get, you know, uh, your money's worth with these with these girls, all girl fighters, in my opinion, because, I don't know, these us women, we, uh, we bring a, a different energy to the fight, I believe. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that at all. And I'm going to ask you about what you've got coming up. Let me ask you about one more. And that's uh, Donald Cerrone, who's been fighting forever. Uh, he gets a switch in opponents. I, first of all, did you see much of what happened with Diego Sanchez and those videos and everything? Uh, yeah, I did. Um, you know, Diego is just like a, a different breed in a sense. Like the guy is crazy. Um, <laughs> and I say that with like the most, like utmost respect crazy in a good way um Diego was on the very first season of the ultimate fighter you know he's absolutely 100 percent a veteran of the sport and he um fought my teammate Mike Chiesa mm -hmm. and I remember being there and listening to the corner and the corner guy was like telling Diego to crack the coconut on Mike but like Mike was like had his back and pounding him into oblivion and the corners just yelling crack the coconut crack the coconut and we were just laughing like hysterically laughing like we have no idea what this guy's talking about I'm pretty sure Diego doesn't know what he's talking about Diego needs to like get up off the floor and you know hit a reversal or something but Mike was just draped over him like a blanket and I was literally like floored about the fact that I was listening to the corner say crack 
back the coconut when his fighter was like so far behind. It was hilarious. And so I, I knew right then and there that Diego needed to, you know, get rid of this guy and, and, and kind of like get away from him. Um, but he's, you know, obviously sees something in his trainer that uh, everybody else can't see and he trusts in his trainer. Um, and I, I, I get that. I understand that. But I also think that, you know, um, there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that a lot of people don't see. And I can't really speak on who's right and who's wrong. All I know is that, you know, Diego comes with a, a mixed bag of a lot of things and, and that can kind of be taxing as a promotion as far as trying to, I just need you to fight. That's all I need you to do. You know what I mean? And you're yeah. doing this and that and the other and asking for this and asking for that. And it's just like, I, I'd rather just throw you away and go find somebody else who's going to do the same thing, but not give me as much of a headache. Um, and so I think that's <laughs> happened there they were just tired of dealing with the headache well and then hearing him say he's he's fearful that the ufc may have him killed i'm like okay we we reached a different level of crazy now <laughs> to think that dana white is going to send hitmen out to take him out because you know the dust up with a promo it's it's kind of sad for a guy who's been there for what 16 years i believe at this point so hate hate to see yeah. a, a career in that way yeah. at least his career with UFC. Uh, before I let you go, let me let me ask you about what you've got coming up. Is it is it locked in stone in uh, August seventh? You and Amanda Nunez is it a signed done deal? It is locked in stone with me. It's been locked in stone for me for a while. Um, and yeah, August seventh. They they haven't um, announced the location, but as far as I'm concerned, we are a go green light for August seventh. I will be fighting for the world title against Amanda Nunez uh, at 135, 135 pounds for the bantamweight title. Okay, so how how do you get it done? She's a she's a woman who looks unbeatable. I mean, she is one of the best, not best female fighters. She's one of the best fighters in the whole promotion. She is a heck of a striker. She is devastating. She's taken out every big name. How is how is Juliana Pena going to get in there and take her out in a way that nobody else has been able to do? You know, I think one of the things about Amanda that has been so amazing is that she's been able to showcase her skills against girls who are already defeated before they get in there with her. They're afraid of her. They're afraid of what she can do. And at one point, I remember when she fought Misha and she had came out of left field in the sense that she knocked out Misha and Misha wasn't ready for that. No one had seen that before. And uh, they definitely weren't ready for it. I think that I am a hundred percent ready for it. I'm ready for everything that she has to bring. I'm ready to go uh, into the fight wherever she wants to go on the feet, on the ground, wherever she wants to take it. I'll be ready. And, um, one of the things that I think that's very important is your mindset. I'm not afraid of Amanda Nunez. I'm not afraid of anything that she possesses. And when she comes to fight me on August 7th, I will be ready wherever the fight goes, and I will take her into deep water. I know that 135 pounds is not the weight class that she enjoys. I know that she doesn't like making that weight and that she almost died last time making it when she fought Jermaine. So I think that that big weight cut is probably going to be um, a factor for her. And, for me, that's more my natural weight class, and I feel most comfortable at fighting at 135 pounds. I feel like I'm a true 135er, you know. So I got the gas tank, and um, I got the the skill set, and you know we're gonna go get in a fist fight on August 7th, and everyone else is gonna see, you know, what dragging a fighter into deep waters looks like, and that's what I plan to do. <laughs> well, I am looking forward to it. And last one before I let you go, Juliana. I know you said you'll you'll go wherever the fight goes, on the ground, up against the cage, standing, whatever. Is there, is there a spot in that cage where you say if I if I get her in this in this area whether it's wrestling I'm grappling I'm I'm fighting my fight now I'm not fighting her fight where where, where would you feel most comfortable to, in terms of ending the fight you feel like this is my now you're in my neighborhood now 
yeah, I, I envision like a rear naked choke. I envision, I, I just envision me choking her out and, 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 and dragging her into deep waters in the sense that she, uh, you know, I heard in an interview last week that she says that I have holes in my jujitsu game, but you know, I've definitely seen holes in her jujitsu game as well, you know, so we could go back tit for tap on this. Well, I see holes and I see holes and, and this, that, and the other, what, what the most important thing is, is that I always find a way to win and I can win this fight using the skill set that I have and that I possess, and I'm just sharpening it every single day more and more and more. So whether it's on the feet, whether it's on the ground, I, I envision myself choking her in a rear naked choke. That's what I see. Um, and, you know, but whatever happens, happens, and I'll take whatever I can get. The most important thing here is getting your hand raised and doing whatever the F it takes to make that happen, and that is what I'm willing to do. I am willing to do whatever it takes to get my hand raised. She is Washington's own Juliana Pena. Juliana, it's good to catch up with you again. It's been way too long, and hopefully uh, after the 7th and, and you get your hand raised, we'll get a chance to talk about a, a huge victory for you. I know everybody out here in Washington State would love to hear about it. So uh, we wish you obviously nothing but the best, and thank you for taking the time, and look forward to talking soon. All right. Thank you guys for the time. I appreciate the call, and I look to, forward to hearing from you guys again in the future. Thank you.